0: Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland.
1: And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup.
2: And I'm Corey Yellen.
1: Anyone who has listened to us knows that the purpose of this podcast is to hear the stories of people from all over the world who have effectively used cannabis to deal with a serious health issue. Our guest today has been advocating the use of cannabis to treat cancer for almost 15 years. He's written books, articles, and spoken at conferences to raise awareness of the medical benefits of cannabis. His latest project is CannabisForCancerDeclaration.com, which features medical professionals who agree that cannabis can definitely fight cancer in at least some cases. Joining us from Maryland to tell his story is Justin Kander. Justin, good of you to join us. Thanks very much. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much for having me on and for all the work you do to raise awareness of Cannabis for Cancer yourselves.
1: Justin, how did you and Corey uh, meet? I know that you connected a few years ago.
3: I actually cannot recall exactly how we met because it has been so long. I want to say it was around 2011. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably through the Cannabis Oil Success Stories group. Um, yeah, since you were one of the earliest success report, successful reports of cannabis healing a terminally diagnosed cancer, Um So, yeah, I I initially uh, found Corey through there. And in the the very first uh, cancer-related publication that I ever wrote, she was one of the the main cases in that book. So, yeah, it's been been quite a long time for sure.
2: I think actually, Justin, that the very first interview I ever did or, uh, yeah, interview was with you. And you piped me into the uh, university class at the University of Maryland there.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. You were, uh, yeah, you were the the first speaker that I had um, for uh, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, the organization I was a part of and, and still I'm part of as an alumni um, at University of Maryland College Park. Yeah, that was a, a really rewarding event. Um, and yeah, just to end the first like live the first live speaking event that I actually ever did related to cannabis for cancer. Um, that's that's pretty wild. I hadn't thought about that in a long time.
1: <laughs> so it was the first for both of you then.
3: Yeah,
2: by the sounds of it.
3: Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that was the first for you too.
2: It was. It yours was the first interview I ever did.
3: Wow, that's wild. That is. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I feel very proud, especially how far you've come. That's pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: Justin, before we get into your latest project, tell us how you and cannabis first came together.
3: Um, well, I was introduced to it uh, recreationally, in a sense, by my friend in uh, late high school. But really, what um, what took it to the next level was I was part of this cannabis-related forum. Um, and then in early 2008, someone had posted the documentary, Run from the Cure, which was actually March 3rd, 2008. And I saw that documentary and just instantly um, I found it very compelling. And I believe these high doses of, of cannabis oil could put cancer into remission. And I just thought that was a really big deal. So I instantly began sharing that information as well as um, examining other sources of information to corroborate that these, these extracts were able to fight cancer and um, other forums like the Green Passion, Green Passion Forum, and then there were uh, YouTube art- or, I mean uh, YouTube videos being uploaded by patients as well as local news articles that were being published, which um, you know just from a wide variety of sources were confirming that cannabis could directly fight cancer. So I continued to gather that information and eventually collected it into a book and began going to conferences and just sharing it with attendees. You know, I wasn't an official speaker or anything, but I was just sharing the information and just simply trying to convince people to take this seriously because for so long and, of course, even to some extent, to this day but especially back then people did not take seriously that cannabis could directly fight cancer and i wanted to to show that it really it really could
1: and a lot of people today still don't
3: i know it's yeah unfortunately still too many Or obviously would be a a mainstream treatment by now but we've definitely come a long way Um, and at least it's definitely taken far more seriously. Like I'm actually in a a master's degree program at the university of Maryland school of pharmacy, and there's been numerous, um, aspects of the course that have touched on cannabis directly fighting cancer. So even in, you know, such a mainstream program, um, it's, it's being featured. So that's, it's, it's, it's common, but you know, we're, we're not there yet, obviously. That's encouraging, though, that that's coming up in a mainstream class like that. Exactly. Yeah, I, w- I was certainly happy to see it the first time and then even more uh, with the subsequent mentions of it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely becoming more mainstream. Um, and I think in the next couple of years, I, I really do think that it's, it's going to go to the next level.
1: You know, since doing this podcast with Corey, one of the things that I've noticed from People who uh, I have a conversation with, who you would not suspect uh, of consuming cannabis, quietly tell me that uh, they have been doing it for a number of years. And uh, it is really encouraging to see that. And I think more and more people are coming out in the open talking about their cannabis use and the health benefits they receive from uh, consuming it.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, there's just so much less of a stigma, you know, between both the the widespread adult use and medical use legalization throughout the country and the widespread use of CBD. Both of those factors are just making people see cannabinoids in a much more um reasonable, you know, re- reasonable and legitimate light. So, the, the stigma has come down dramatically. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's honestly like weird to hear the instances where it still exists now more so than, um, not existing, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is still out there, especially among, um, you know, aspects of the medical community at least, but it's just, it's nowhere close to what it was 10 years ago where, you know, they would, they would cancel you from their practice if they found out you were using cannabis. I mean, it's still an extent in some places, but it's just a lot less.
1: Yeah. Remember the story you were telling me on the phone last night, Corey, about the woman who's talking about uh, smoking cannabis? And I suppose you're going to tell me that uh, it works for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this woman claimed to listen to our show all the time. I don't think she did because she thought that what we were all about was smoking cannabis and that we were that, that the message we were putting out there was smoking cannabis cures cancer. Not so. That's not what we're saying in the least. <laughs>
3: Yes, some people like to project their misconceptions onto advocates in some cases. Um, I've definitely seen that a lot in the past, actually, like... Where people will mischaracter, like, so many, like, doctors, like, I've read a lot of articles, you know, where it's, like, does cannabis cure cancer, and, you know, a doctor, like, writes it down and makes all these criticisms about it, but, like, they completely mischaracterize the arguments and make, like, these ridiculous, yeah, you know, they mischaracterize our arguments and, like, exaggerate, you know, it's, they just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's basically just giant mischaracterization, and they're not actually engaging with the substance of it. Um, and I've, I've never actually seen anybody have a substantive retort to cannabis fighting cancer in at least some cases. Of course, it's easy to make the straw man argument if they're like, these advocates say that smoking weed will cure all cancers. And this is why that's not true. It's like, well, yeah, of course that's not true. The, the argument is that, you know, high doses of THC and CBD can fight cancers in many but not all cases. There's a lot of nuance to it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's not as easy an argument to, to attack as it, it cures everything all the time.
1: Justin, what are some of the major misconceptions that the public has? You talked a bit about the, the medical profession, but the public has about the differences between CBD and THC.
3: Let's see. I mean there there's certainly a lot um I mean you know a huge misconception lately is that um you know THC is only for adult you know adult or recreational use and CBD and other non-psychotropic cannabinoids are for medical use. And, of course, THC is a very powerful medically active compound that uh, many people desperately, you know, actually need as a prime component of their therapy or at the least a partial component of their CBD therapy for maximum results. Um, let's see. I mean, that's – that. you know, and I guess mm-hmm. – uh, I you know on the on the whole the public still you know doesn't understand that cannab- cannabinoids can directly fight cancer. There's the misconception that cannabinoids are only for symptomatic relief of many conditions, or at the least you know a direct treatment for for epilepsy because that's that's been formally proven now. But many people just don't know how strong the evidence is that cannabinoids can actually fight cancer. Um, and um, yeah, I mean those are the two yeah. two big ones. Um, Do you know,
1: Justin, we we have interviewed, I think, Corey, over 20 people who have suffered from brain cancer. I mean, just the Uh thought of having brain cancer, uh, to me, is a really scary thing. And of all the people that we've interviewed, they've all used cannabis, and they are all alive today, to the best of our knowledge. And some of them, you know, were given, like Corey, given two to four months to live, 6 months to live, a year to live, and they're still alive. And cannabis has kept them alive. And that to me is really exciting stuff.
3: Oh, what are your hi, yes, I mean that that's exactly that those are the results that have powered me for nearly 14 years now. It's like the fact that it can directly fight cancer and you know even overcome terminally diagnosed cancers is just absolutely phenomenal with, to me. And it's just, it's a shame that so many people in the industry haven't also jumped on this. Like it's actually been kind of frustrating over the years, how many people I've talked to about this and like, they just don't seem engaged with it. Like they're just not excited. And I just don't understand how people cannot be excited about this plant fighting, you know, directly fighting cancer and putting terminal cancers into remission. Like if everybody in the cannabis industry who heard about this, like, you know, became full-fledged advocates, like, this would have been changed long ago. But I think a lot of people, um, maybe, I mean, I guess still to this day, but, you know, a lot of people just are afraid of being thought of as crazy or too controversial. They don't want to seem like they're stupid, thinking that this plant can directly fight cancer. There's definitely a lot of, like, personal fear involved around it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if everybody had banded together around this application, then, you know, so many lives would have been saved and, and there's no, I I personally believe that global prohibition of cannabis will, will fall apart very quickly once the world knows that it can directly fight cancer. I mean, just the, the psychological impact of people knowing that this plant can directly fight cancer, um, is just gonna, gonna trigger so many changes. People aren't going to stand for, you know, a, a safe, effective cancer treatment being illegal. You know, that would, that would turn into violent revolution if governments didn't, didn't um, allow it, you know. Once the once the public was demanding it in large enough numbers, so this is what I believe is the key to, you know, global medicalization of cannabis for cancer and many other conditions. Um, and I really believe that cannabinoids can be uh, part of an effective treatment plan for for many diseases beyond cancer. It really is a medical revolution um, to tap into the endocannabinoid system and achieve that level of homeostatic regulation that no other herb can really achieve.
2: You know, Justin, I think when you meet someone whose life has been saved or changed dramatically by using cannabinoids, be it a terminal cancer patient or whatever, it changes you. It it hits such a strong chord in you, particularly if you knew that person or even if you didn't know that person. I mean, I, I have to say, Ian, you know. When you, you and I first started doing a show together and you were having me on the air in um, the studio when you were in commercial radio, when mm-hmm. we got that letter, when we were in the middle of doing that show and you read that letter and just barely held it together of how listening to this show had, cha- had saved that woman's daughter's life, Daughter. it, it mm-hmm. changes you when you feel like you have to tell everybody.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was extremely emotional for me. I uh, I read this email we got from this woman, and uh, I didn't pre-read it, and I just read it as it came in. And uh, she talked about how the use of cannabis had saved her daughter's life. Her daughter was in intensive care in a hospital, and I, this was about oh seven years ago, Corey, and. Um, it really had an emotional impact on me for quite some time. And that, I think that is what spurred Corey and I to do this podcast is because of Corey's story and other stories on saving people's lives, it really has an effect on you, a positive effect on you. And I think the more people that we can get the message out to uh, and more stories that uh, people can tell about their various ailments – And the information that you're giving, Justin, is uh, extremely valuable to people. And all we can do is just do one story after another and hope that it resonates with people around the world. And uh, you, Justin, for example, you've written a number of books. I checked on Amazon. You've got uh, books and articles, Cannabis Extracts in Medicine, Cannabis uh, for the Treatment of Cancer – Cannabis prohibition, cannabis concoctions, cannabis extracts report. Have I missed anything?
3: Um, I'm not sure. For one, I (laughs) actually forgot about at least one of those. There, the cannabis concoctions uh, that was a long (laughs) time ago. So yeah, like basically, the big three are um, cannabis extracts and medicine enhancing your endocannabinoid system and right. um cannabis for the treatment of cancer basically the one that the main one that i share right now is cannabis for the treatment of cancer and i also have it easily available for free at free um some people choose to buy it on amazon but you know the exact same content is available for free at free um and yeah to, to my knowledge it's the largest integration of evidence showing how cannabis fights cancer in, in existence um, that I, I've seen. It has you know over 100 human cases, including many that are published in peer-reviewed journals hosted on PubMed. There's dozens of the scientific studies showing how both phytocannabinoids and endocannabinoids kill cancer cells through similar mechanisms. And there's even a section at the end where I go through all the logical evidence or go through, like, the objections that people have. Because, you know, people will say, like, oh, you know, preclinical evidence doesn't translate to humans, or these success stories are just cherry-picked, um, or, you know, there's, cancers can be so different. How can cannabinoids be working against so many different types of cancers when they're so different? I address all those questions with uh, pretty reasonable um, information, and, and I mean, so far I've never seen anybody make any substantive retorts to, to those um, those responses. But I mean, it is it is important for people to be skeptical. And, um, you know, to question it, especially if you've never if you've never heard of cannabis fighting cancer, and someone tells you it does, you would be crazy not to question it and be skeptical. Um, But by taking the time to see the evidence, it, it really is, you know, just absolutely clear at this point that there's no doubt it can fight cancer, in at least some cases. And once the world learns that this world will change. That's what I believe. Justin, you know, do you think
2: um, some of the biggest strides we've made in the past 10-15 years are when it comes to uh, cannabis as medicine.
3: Um let's see, cannabis as medicine. I mean the CBD boom has definitely been been great overall um even though you know there's certainly been some some issues with like the um you know, dismissing the potential of THC, but the amount of people who've been helped by these CBD products that are now available is truly extraordinary. And it's gotten people to take medical cannabis as a whole a lot more seriously. Um, so that's been good. And just in general, you know, there's been a continuous stream of research um, in the peer reviewed literature. You know, I, it still is mostly preclinical, but there's, you know, still further human evidence showing how. THC and CBD can help various conditions. And then with uh, cancer specifically, there's like 12 or 13 um, case reports and case series now in PubMed um, of, you know, linking cannabinoid intake to anti-cancer effects in humans. And that's been really big and impressive because that's what people in the medical community take most seriously. And even, you know, regular people, you know, Anybody can appreciate that reports that come from a medical journal are more significant. So the fact that there are so many now has been really awesome. Um, and then beyond that, there are, there are so many corporations now that are involved in looking into ca- ca- cannabinoids to treat cancer. And that's certainly one of the biggest um paths to to it being taken seriously on a global scale. Like there's at least one company actively treating patients now um, with cannabis for cancer. I know there's going to be one starting up again in Israel later this year. And then there's, you know, GW Pharmaceuticals. They have their uh, like phase three trial now, I believe, for uh, or at least formal phase two trial for cannabis to treat cannabinoids to treat, treat glioblastoma, which is now getting set up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there really is a lot of substantive um, things going on in the, the corporate and, and scientific realms. Um, and, you know, that, that that's looking like it'll be promising. It really uh, is unfortunate that it's taken so long for this to be taken seriously. And, um and yeah, but you know, I, I a lot of this has been driven, like you said, share, continuing to share the information one case at a time. A lot of these these articles that have talked about, you know, these corporations looking into it, they've said that they're encouraged by anecdotal reports. So this, you know, sharing of information has been been doing a lot of good, even if it hasn't been, um, you know, so apparent at times, given that cannabis is still clearly illegal um, in most of the world. But it, it is making progress, and. It's and when you know when when we pass the the tipping point, it's going to going to be an a, a true explosion, is what I believe. You know, it's
2: such a uh, an uh, an ongoing education with cannabis. You know, the more I know, the less I know. If you get what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. What, what would you say has maybe been one of your biggest aha moments with newfound knowledge?
3: Hmm. I mean, like it's. I mean, it's it's hard to say because like there hasn't been anything too like massively groundbreaking lately. You know, the big like to me, the big groundbreaking thing was that you know cannabinoids can fight cancer. You know, there and there's still so much more you know to to learn about it. Um, I guess like in my work with Aunt Zelda's over the years, in my work with Aunt Zelda's over the years, um, it was apparent that that at least people could, there were many people who were getting good results with cannabinoids using lower doses than the, than the gram per day approach. Um, I guess that was a, and, and also patient case reports have subsequently found that, um, you know, some people are using lower doses and getting good results. So that's, that's been encouraging, but, um, other than that, you know, nothing, nothing too, too big. Um, I can say that personally, I'm really, really excited about the potential of raw cannabinoids like THCA and CBDA, um, since those also have anti-cancer effects. And um, there's a, some of the research on them shows that they might be more potent than the decarboxylated counterparts in at least some cases. But that's still very early. Um, but I just have a really strong intuition that either those, um, you know, even by themselves or in combination with THC and CBD could improve results in a lot of cases where the the decarboxylated cannabinoids aren't good enough.
1: Over the years that we've been doing this, uh, my knowledge of cannabis is still limited. And uh, I think as a result of what you have done, two things stand out for me as really eye openers one is the use of multi-strains for cannabis multi-strains of cannabis and the second one is the use of suppositories for people who don't want to get high and the effectiveness of suppositories do you agree
2: i agree absolutely yeah those are definitely big 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 things for sure
1: yeah what 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 are your views uh justin on the use of suppositories for cancer
3: well, uh, I mean, in my per in my experience, um, I haven't really worked with them too much. Of course, there's been been so many good reports, um, like from Corey and some others about them being very effective. Um, but I've definitely heard cases where people have relied on them and they they haven't been effective. And there's you know, uh, I guess controversy around the the effectiveness of their of their absorption through that route. Um, and you know the the lack of psychoac of, of psychoactivity. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I just I just don't have too much experience with it. I, I definitely I think it's ideal not to rely on them if possible. But as an as an adjunct, um, I mean, you know, many people have gotten good results with them. And it's just one one area where I'm, I'm especially uncertain. Um, mm-hmm. But at the very least, you know, people can at least be using some THC sublingually. And, it, the you know, and also CBD can be used. Um, I don't think there's really much reason to use CBD via suppository since there's not really any psychoactivity there to avoid in the first place. If someone could use the THC suppository and CBD sublingually, um, that's also a good combination. Um, But yeah, that's something that there definitely needs to be more research on. And yeah, I mean, there certainly have been very profound results that some people have reported, so it's it's just another reason why research is so critically needed in this area to ascertain what can work best. Because you know, I've, I've, there have been people who've stopped, you know, other forms of THC because they just can't handle that psychoactivity, and have had good results with suppositories. And more and more needs to be looked into about that.
2: I don't know if you caught our interview with uh Bošidar uh Radishnik, um but there's some very recent studies indicating that the concentration of cannabinoids given rectally versus orally is 100 times stronger for THC, 250 times stronger for CBD.
3: Interesting. Yeah, I definitely had not seen that. That would do you have if there's an article on that I would definitely love to see that. I mean, that would be that would be great. And I know that um it it very well could be being absorbed better in those highly concentrated extracts because I know the study that had initially looked at um, THC um, with suppository use was basically using an isolate and at low doses. And it's quite possible that in combination with all the other constituents um, from cannabis, including the terpenes, that that could significantly increase the absorption. So um, yeah there there's definitely a lot of promise to it, and yeah I, w- I would love to see see that that information about the the better absorption um that sound that sounds awesome
1: justin i'm wondering uh how one goes about or how do we as a, as a public go about convincing the medical community that cannabis is a healthy product it 's never killed anyone and it can uh, it can kill cancer. Given that the pharmaceutical industry has such economic and political power and influence,
3: um, it's all about you know sharing as much information as possible. Um, I mean, like so for example, what doctors respond to most. Is the peer-reviewed literature? So showing them a few articles about, you know, both preclinical and human evidence showing how cannabinoids are killing cancer, and then also extending lives in humans and being associated with anti-cancer effects in humans. Um, that's what I, I think is most effective. So you know, it can take time um, to get them to, to listen. Um, but if it, you know if everybody if everybody talked to their doctor about that and then printed out. A few choice studies for them to examine. That's great. Mm-hmm. I actually have a post on uh, my website cannabisdeclaration.com um, that just features only the published studies of cannabis fighting cancer or the published case reports. So that's a really easy single post that people could print out. That's only the peer-reviewed evidence. Um, that's you know relatively easy and quick for people to read and that can stimulate interest. looking further into other sources of human evidence Um, because once people see how strong the peer-reviewed preclinical and clinical evidence is then the evidence from you know I guess the the, you know lower level anecdotal evidence still gets taken a lot more seriously because it's in the context of such strong scientific evidence Um, so yeah it's definitely a battle but eventually um, you know, doctors kind of get chipped away at like in, in the medical cannabis industry. I've seen physicians who have definitely become more open to the possibility of cannabis fighting cancer where they were completely turned off years ago. So just that com- constant bombard constant bombardment of, of evidence will eventually break people and they'll realize, OK, there's something to this. It's, it's just too much. It's gone too far.
1: Your website is interesting, the Cannabis uh, for Cancer it's a, you it's have it's, can,
3: it's called the Cannabis for Cancer Declaration, but the, the website is CannabisDeclaration.com.
1: CannabisDeclaration.com. Okay. And you have scientific studies on the inhibitory effects of cannabinoids on more than 15 types of cancer. Uh, which people can download in the the media and pubmed reports of anti cancer effects of cannabis in humans so you've given people some information there which is extremely helpful to them tell me how 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 did this website come about
3: um so based I Basically, I had the idea um, several years ago, I think it actually started in 2014, I had the idea to gather a list of doctors who agree that cannabis can fight cancer, because I believe that that can help convince people that this is a serious issue, to have a, a, you know, a long list of credentialed individuals who agree the evidence is strong enough to conclusively say it can fight cancer. Um, I believe that that will help convince others, uh, you know, both regular people and doctors, that this is a serious subject. So, in uh, 2019, I began putting it together in earnest and um, had a friend basically build out the site, and and now I'm just, you know, working working to promote it, however I can, which at the moment is basically uh, finding people on Twitter. Who are talking about this subject? So I, I get a lot of connections through there, and I also follow up on any new articles about cannabis and cancer. I follow up and uh, email the people involved, and you know, supply that website in my book. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's a continual grind to you know raise awareness, um, but uh, but that that's just how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Justin, you've been doing this for uh, almost 15 years now. What fourteen and a half years, uh, we'll say fifteen. Have you learned much in the last few years? I know you you learned a lot when you started, but has much changed in the last uh, say two, three, four years?
3: Yeah, I mean really nothing. there really there hasn't been too much to change. Um I mean, I guess like some of the some of the case reports that have come out have shown that even high doses of CBD alone without THC can sometimes have anti-cancer effects. Um, I guess is one thing but I mean in, you know the safest approach is still, you know, I, I believe using high doses of THC and CBD um, for treating cancer and, the, and you know the doses that can can be effective still range dramatically. Some people, you know, have gotten great results with, you know, the the gram per day of only THC rich oil, you know, that's 600 to 800 milligrams usually per day, or, you know, as little as, you know, 50 to to 300 milligrams of THC and 50 to 300 milligrams of CBD per day. And there's just no way, I believe at this point, you know, to know what, what approach is best for any individual, um, because they're just, you know, there have not been extensive Uh, clinical trials um, or comparative trials at all yet. So, you know, we're just it's, you know, it's just going on based on the reports and the intuition over over many years. So um, all that can really be said at this point, I believe, is that high doses of thc and cbd in at least some cases can can definitely fight cancer um but you know there there's no i don't believe there's anything else that with you know full certainty can be said about what doses or what approaches are are definitely optimal because there needs to be full more research but even in the absence of that knowledge you know just just working up those high doses of THC and CBD, keeping track of the cancer and continuing to increase the doses that, um, you know, really is the heart of treatment. And ideally, you, and, oh yeah, I guess one other thing is that um, it does seem that having those full spectrum oils is, does increase the chances of success. So like you mentioned earlier, having those multi-strain oils, that does seem to be good because you get, you know, an inherently wider variety of terpenes and flavonoids. Um so, yeah, that, that, that's something that seems to have grown in importance over the years. Whereas, first, it was like, oh, just, you know, a, a, a lot of THC, where now it's, you know, you want a lot of, of THC and CBD, but ideally with large levels of those other compounds. Um, but, yeah, that, that really is the heart of treatment. And until we get, you know, more more really formal con- controlled trials that look at things closely, um, you know, we're, we're not going to have any any 100% certainty
1: when you talk about dosage, I love the story Bob Mellamade's story, Corey, about uh, his friend and how much he took. Tell oh, Justin hey. that. Tell listeners that. Oh, that is hilarious! This
2: this, this guy had. I, I, I think the way it went was this guy had had um, Kaposi's sarcoma, and uh, it, it had all been eradicated with oil, but he didn't stay on a maintenance dose because he had a new girlfriend or something who didn't like cannabis or didn't like him doing cannabis. The long and mm-hmm. short of it, they hadn't seen each other in a while. Bob goes for coffee or something with him and sees him and goes. It was just shocked at the way he looked and said, if you don't get back on oil, you're going to be dead in six months. So the guy went home. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> <Catching> this, <laughs> Justin. The guy went home and took 40 40. Grams four zero. of oil at one time. 14?
3: No, four zero. Four zero. Forty. What, 40. 40. What, 40? 40. Oh my God, even 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 two grams at once, or I mean, even one, <laughs> oh my God.
2: Yeah, 40 grams. That's
3: the most I've ever heard someone taking in my life by far. And I by said far. to
2: Bob, well, oh my God. And Bob goes, Well, as you can see, it can't kill you. Um, and I said, Well, what was he like? And he said, I was unable to communicate with him effectively for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: that, that sounds like a reasonable uh I I don't know how anyone could could function for at least at least a few days on that because i've heard of people taking like one to two grams and you know being high for like like over a day so 40 you know i feel like it would get stuck up in your system and you would just like you could stay high for weeks maybe
2: well apparently i think i think bob said he went back to the doctor a month later um yeah and he was fine everything was gone
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that story. Did it
3: more after that 40-gram dose? Like, once it wore off, did he, like, start again at a lower dose? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I was still trying to get over the 40 grams.
1: Oh, I know. That's just uh, outrageous. Yeah. Justin, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, people can buy your books on Amazon and uh, – you also have uh, books on Kindle on Amazon as well. And you have uh, freecannabisbook.com, correct? People can download that?
3: freecannabiscancerbook.com
1: freecannabiscancerbook.com Okay, I'll get that right sooner or later. It's all good. Cancer. I
3: know there's, there's several words in there.
1: Yeah, and uh, give us your website again.
3: And then the other website is cannabisdeclaration.com
1: CannabisDeclaration.com.
3: yeah so there's a lot of like overlap like the you know the scientific and human evidence on CannabisDeclaration.com is taken from the book um the main thing different with the declaration site is that it has that list of doctors um currently 34 md phd PharmD holders are are signed on so you know people can see that there is quite a quite a long list of people who agree that that it really can work and um, I'm hoping that it, you know, has at least convinced some people to take this more seriously.
1: Justin, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for all the work you do in helping educate people on the medical benefits of cannabis. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. It was wonderful to meet you for the first time and uh, hope one day we get to meet in person. I, I thank you for doing this.
3: Oh yeah, once uh, I'm sure I'll be be attending conferences again in, in, at some point in the future. It's been a couple years now with the whole uh, viral related situation, but it, it'll definitely happen. Um, it won't be like this forever.
2: Thanks, Justin. Lovely speaking with you.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It really does mean a lot. Great right on. take care. Bye- bye.
1: One of the problems we're experiencing on uh, Cannabis Health Radio is uh, on our Facebook page. We're being shadow-blocked by Facebook, and we're not reaching the more than 33,000 followers. And, matter of fact, we're just reaching a fraction of them. So, um, one of the platforms we're on is Rumble, and... We have this comment from the last episode we did uh, with with Corey. It says, Very heavy. This is my first exposure. Found this by chance. What a compelling story. And I'm only three minutes in. And person says, You failed to give yourself the credit for your courage. Bravery may have been the wrong word. You literally took your life in your hands And the reward for it was the continuation of your life. I applaud you. It's a privilege to have access to stories like this because there is a deeper meaning to be found, even beyond the cannabis layer. I can't wait to scour the other episodes. With love and respect, I thank you and wish you continued health, peace, and success. And we thank that person very much. And as you may know, we have no sponsors on Cannabis Health Radio. You are the sponsor. You can change a life. You can save a life by sharing our podcasts with others. And we'd like to thank all our listeners for supporting us financially and sharing our podcasts with others and hearing the benefits of these testimonials about the healing power of cannabis. If you'd like to donate to Cannabis Health Radio, you can do so. Just go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and you can become a monthly supporter for as little as five bucks a month. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information, and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes And follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners If you found the information helpful Please consider making a donation in any amount through our website You can also help us share our message By leaving a review on your podcast listening platform We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show, and we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX, and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.